Hello there, and welcome to the Dance of the Soul. And if you notice someone's not here, <laughs> poor Regan is having a moment of, uh, I think it's, you can call it maybe Mercury in retrograde, where uh, he's having problems with something. So we're going to give him some time to get back in because he's not at home right now. So we're going to work on this. You know, I decided to go on still anyway. So here we are doing the dance of the soul. And I wanted to let you know that Regan is here to help you with hypnosis and going into past lives through the Newton Institute. And I have a hard time with that word. And I am here as a medium, intuitive person who likes to help people go through their struggles of life through my intuitive mediumship. I do see into past lives. So does he. And, you know, he doesn't do it necessarily the way I do it, but we both go through this process of seeing. Uh, how life happens and why it happens. Well, you know, this weekend I was doing a bunch of readings at a local fair that was kind of, it was a small one, so it was safe to be at. You know, I didn't want to go into a big one just because of what we're dealing with. And, you know, but there was a theme that was going on. And I love how themes happen when I'm doing fairs. And I don't do a bunch of fairs now. Uh, just because I know that, you know, like I found this at the fair, that many people are going through a lot of struggles and those struggles take longer than a 15 minute session. You know, you can only only tap into a lifelong struggle or a relationship struggle. You know, it takes a little bit longer to do that. And that's where I like to have my sessions about an hour just because you never know what's going to reach into this and reach into that. Now, there was a couple of sessions that, yeah, 15 minutes was enough to get the tap of what we needed to work on. But yet at the same time, though, it wasn't really fair to say that, 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 not process it. <laughs> so I like to do sessions a little bit longer just because it's slower moving. You, you can get time to process. You can navigate it. But, you know, it's all those things. And there's so many people sadly, that I know of, that their children, oh, this saddens me so much. And I know if this one dear, you know, we have a couple that I know that their children, you don't have relationships with your children. And it's so sad that all of a sudden you get cut off by your kids or life cuts you off from your kids. And I know for me that even for me, how much my kids love me and my I love my kids that, you know, I can go a month or two without really hearing from one and then another one it's a, <laughs> ends up being a month. And I know for me, my mother-in-law, because my parents are gone, you know, it's another month that I don't get in touch with her. And it's like, oh, my gosh, now that I'm saying that, how can I get in touch with my people I love more dearly? Yet there's some people who cannot do that because of their life struggles together. And, you know, this just saddened me. I've been, you know, helping people through this. I used to go to another fair that, that I used to have uh, several people who said that, you know, their children are always doing this with them. You know, and why does that happen? Why do we struggle with relationships that are our blood so dearly? And, you know, I was just called to talk about this and Regan being here or Regan not being here because of the fact that we have so many broken relationships around us. You know, we've got people who are, you know, struggling because they love dearly and then their family members choose to leave early or we have we love dearly and then the our family members struggle because of addictions and we have to say you know you have to be on your own and or we struggle 
because of, let's say, a marriage breakup and the family breaks apart and, well, I can't be with you because I'm with them. But why? Why does that happen? You know, even in my intuitiveness, sometimes I go, <laughs> how can anybody hurt somebody that much? How can somebody, you know, and those scenarios just don't make any sense. Yet at the same time, though, life doesn't make sense. And, you know, as we go through the stories of life and as we navigate through life, and please, please, if you have any comments you want to say, please do so because of the fact this is a conversation. And Regan being here or not being here, that, you know, we love conversations. We love those inputs to come in so that, that we can help other people go through struggles you know that that's what we're here for the dance of the soul the soul has to navigate dance in life and out of life and then back in life and then back out of life and then back in life and back out of life and what are we supposed to learn through that well many of us are struggling through the 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 contracts i'm going to call them for lack of a better word right now, that we come into this world with. We come into this world with contracts. And like for me, I remember being born. I remember having, sitting at the, I don't, I, it was almost like a podium, you know, like a speaker's podium, but it was a little bit bigger. And, you know, I see the the angel or the, the, the guardian, I'm going to call that, that energy, the guardian sitting down saying, now you want to do this in your life and you want to do that in your life. Okay. So can you, that's, you know, and it's a conversation. Yeah. My soul wants to work on this and I, my soul wants to work on that. And we're both writing things down and, oh yeah, no, I want to shift that a little bit and that kind of thing. And I remember this, it, it's almost a day, like it would happen yesterday to me. And with that, that I know that each one of our souls goes to a form of that. Now, it may be looking different to someone who, who goes back into medit uh, through meditation with Regan or, or how it looks when I get, do my intuitive work with someone, how they come in. But that's my dance of my soul <laughs> coming into this lifetime, this body, this physical, wonderful body that I thank every morning for. Um, that when we're coming into this world, we have contracts. Well, I don't exactly remember everything that I wrote on that contract, but I know through my observation of my life in this one, that one of my contracts was with my husband. <laughs> and one of my contracts was to either fix it, work on it, navigate it, or say I'm done with it and, and we're just gone and then we'll have to work on it later. Well, we all have these stories and these conversations with, especially people who we're just like so in, interwoven with. Like I had someone this weekend that was very, even, very interwoven with this one person and, and they are having a struggle with finding separation. So that's where we did some contractual work. As we go through life and as we manage our lifetimes, we do contractual work. That work is not necessarily saying it has to be X, Y, Z, because when we come into this world, that there is something that we're working on, but then <laughs> the, the not funny or the funny thing is, because sometimes we get into families and it's like, this is not funny at all. Uh, you know, get into the alcoholic abusive relationship families, you know, it's like, why did I, why did I sign up for this? Well, some of us sign up for things to work on and in the human form or the human world, I'm going to call it, it plays out with that, 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 that. And that is the one thing that as we walk in life and as we go through life, that our relationships, our navigation of our relationships 
aren't always planned out by spirit, God, you know, angels or whoever we're able to communicate with. They're not the ones that say, oh, it's going to be like this point blank. No changes. It's going to. Yeah. No, no, because there's called something called humanity, humanness, uh, human actions, human interactions, human reactions, <laughs> human mind, human soul, human uh, uh, free of thinkingness that nobody else can control. We may wish that they could, and yes, they do have input. The angels, guides, loved ones, whoever's helping us do have input on this, but they don't have control over it. So when we say that we want to work on boundaries and we come into a relationship, you know, when we're doing the soul coming in thing and then you're born as a baby and you, when you were a soul, you said, I want to work on boundaries. And then you get into a relation, you come into a family where there's sex abuse. Oh, gosh, I pray that that never happens to anyone, but it does. And my love goes to everyone who has to deal with this. That when we're going into this soul contract of boundaries, well, and then we get into a you know, relationship, a dad or a mom or an aunt or an uncle or a brother or a sister or someone who does the sex abuse or some kind of abuse, I'm going to call it, that those actions create us to find boundaries. And if the boundaries don't happen at that moment where things are happening and, oh my gosh, scary as it is. And I can tell you that I was not a physically sexually abused by anybody that I was relationship with, but I was with by a neighbor, a neighbor boy. And it didn't take me until after I was an adult that I realized that I was abused sexually. And I don't even know what came of that young man. Now he's, cause he was a teen, he was a young teenager when I was three, four years old. So I know, I don't know what happened to him. He was just a neighbor at that time. And my dad and mom moved out three years later when my dad finished college back then. That as we go through these things, I personally had to figure out my own personal boundaries through that. I didn't, I didn't get them then, but I got them in as an adult that it was on my, I had to figure out what was comfortable for me. And then I had to open up the door, even though something was uncomfortable, I had to open up the door to being vulnerable enough to be married to a man, to enjoy relationships with a man. So I had to learn how to have boundaries without having boundaries. So we don't always have these scenarios that are straightforward and navigationable. And, you know, many times we don't know why something happens unless somebody can help us through that. And that's where doing a session with Regan doing the life between lives, which is basically going back between uh, different energies and and you find out, you talk to different people in spirit to find out your path. Yet at the same time, though, you talk to me and I just do it through my own and, you know, my own way. So it's kind of like either you get it forefront, which is really cool to do that, because I know that I do that for myself. You know, I get the image myself. And, and yet when I do a session with someone, I really try to give them as much visual as I can within a time frame <laughs> that I have. If I have a 15-minute session, I can't give them very much of a time for, uh, visual. And maybe this is something I need to work on a little bit more in my relation. My, my sessions is giving more visual for people to give them that, oh, that really did happen. Yet, at the same time, it's kind of interesting giving them stories of their past 
I'm not putting them into the fear and the story of it to understand that there's the experience and the lesson from it. So there's that fine line that I'm responsible for. So when we're walking through life and going through life, doing our dance of the soul, that's why we picked it, that title. I know it doesn't really make sense, but yet it does make sense when you really look at why the soul makes so many movements, so many whoop-doos and, and dips and dives and how we have partners that make us do the dance to a song or a rhythm that we don't like. And yet we have to find a rhythm inside a non-rhythm that we like to be able to survive the navigation of what we're doing with our soul. Well, and our soul really wants to learn. Our soul really wants to learn. And that's the thing about life is, is that when we're walking through life and going through life, that there's these scenarios that are happening to us and there's a reason. Now, do I say that sex abuse is not, I mean, it is definitely not okay. Being abused emotionally, physically, or spiritually is not okay. You know, all these things that are happening to us, negativity, are not okay. Yet at the same time, they do happen. And when we do have things happen to us, what can we learn from them to get the greater picture of, okay, I can survive this. I can navigate through this. I have a purpose. Why? And I know for some people who go through that, physical abuse, they end up doing something in their profession to support the people around them who are going through that and don't know the skills to get out of that sorrow, the pain of it, the story of it. And so when we're going through life and managing through life, when we ask the reason, why is this happening to me? And we go into observation mode. Okay, why is this happening to me? Oh, shoot, this really hurts. Oh, shoot, I don't like this very much. Okay, I'm feeling achy about it. Okay, I'm feeling scared about it. Okay, so maybe I need to work on my scaredness, my, my lack of empowerment, my lack of power. Okay, so maybe I can work on my lack of power. You know, so having these conversations with yourself does bring us to some answers. And I know for me that I can, I can help find some of those answers with you through conversation. So with that, that, that being blessed is not always easy through your traumas and um, tribals and tribulations and all those kinds of things. Wisdom comes with time. Wisdom comes with time. And as we go through that time, life doesn't always seem easy. And no matter where we're at and what we're doing, that when we go past this lifetime, many a times we do find the ahas. The ahas. Let me get a drink here for a second. And those ahas, when we get done with this life, it's like, oh, I wish I could go back and redo that a little bit. So that's where getting help halfway through life or through life some point in time is kind of your catch up so that you can kind of say, okay, now I can work on this while I'm here so I don't have to work on it later. Doing the, the, doing the soul's calling is never easy. Because many of us don't know what that soul calling is. And there again is, is that seeing where life is pushing us to go down. Well, if you've gone through a lot of trauma, that many times that life is never going to be easy. And oh, hello, Quinn. I hope I'm saying your name right, Quinn. Um, do you accept questions? I do. I, you know, doing little readings on the show is one of those things that I, you know, I really respect and I try to honor what somebody has gone through because this is on YouTube. This is on, uh, on Facebook. So it's out there for people to see yet at the same time though, this is the reason why we love interaction on the show is, is that 
that when we're going through life and it, yes, it has to be respectful for the conversation we're having, please. That because there's some, you know, people who come in and like to, to screw up the show, which is sad. Uh, they get enjoyment out of it. There again, working on boundaries. How can we work on boundaries? So with that, that, that when I do help someone here, it usually helps somebody else because that's what conversation's about. Conversation helps each other navigate to do a little bit better in life. And we never know what somebody has gone through until somebody opens up. And that's why I so am grateful when someone can be a little bit vulnerable, a little bit vulnerable. And I know for me that working through my abuses and, you know, being touched when I didn't want to be, uh, living with an alcoholic husband. So I went through emotional abuse and he wasn't the only one. I don't think I really had Oh, maybe I had one good relationship with a guy. Now I can say since my husband's been sober um, nine years, he just celebrated his nine year anniversary, that he's actually becoming the man I always wanted to be married to. And so that's my walking miracle. So now we can be embracing each other in care. Okay. So uh, that when we're going through things and you know, we're going through so much that is shaking us up. And thank you, Quinn, for, let's see here. You said it perfectly. Uh, I am going through a really rough time right now. I just want to know if there is any way you could top, tap into my energy and give me any guidance or answer. Okay, that's a little bit. Okay, so you sent me another note here. Specifically specifically with a man that I've been involved with for the past two years. Okay. So Quinn, thank you. Thank you very much for uh, tapping in and letting me tap in. Okay. So this is where a private session does help because there's a little bit more interaction instead of just through the thing. Okay. So let me tap into you, Quinn. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to, um, to tap into you because I do not do that unless I have permission. Okay. Okay. So with that, that can you uh, give me the first initial of the man that you're with? I don't want to have a name. I just want to have the first initial please, because that will help me connect to that person. He has not given me any permission, but I can tap in through you. Okay. So, you are going through, I feel like, a moment where you're trying to figure out your self-empowerment. Now, I don't believe in being empowered. I don't believe being powerful. You know, that's the mind taking control. That's that's where you see um, people who come in and just bulldoze everybody else and they're powerful. No, I want to be empowered. Now, you're witnessing me being empowered. That means that I'm still caring. I'm still gentle. I'm still willing. Yet at the same time, though, not in my house. Now, does that mean that I'm always perfect? No, that doesn't mean that. But with that, that, that when we're going through life and as we're going through life, we're, we're always going to be navigating through something that challenges us to be more empowered from the gut. So with that, that you're willing to navigate through becoming more self-empowered. Now, I hope that I'm more on the, can you, if you can give me something to give you, to say that I'm on the right track for you. Okay. So his legal uh, first initial is D. Okay. But he goes by his middle name. So the first initial to that is T. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Totally. Thank you for that. And Regan is here. Regan, I'm going to let Regan in. So, Quinn, I'm going to come back to you because Quinn, uh, so Quinn is new to us here. And uh, I was going to be giving her a second. <laughs> I let you in before you're looking. Oh, okay. So he's still settling in. So I actually put him in before he was totally ready. 
<laughs> oh, let me see if I can hide you. Uh, let's see. I don't want to remove you. But okay, so I'll work on Quinn here. Okay, work with Quinn here. So Regan, what's happening is, is we're talking about relationships, okay? And how people are struggling through the contract of what they've been put into. And thank you for zipping back here. I didn't want you to have to do that. I should have said that in the text that you were fine where you were at. Okay. So with that, that he, I feel like that you and him are navigating through some contractual work. You've been in a past life together that you weren't able to finish um, figuring out your tit and tats. Okay. You're, if that makes any sense, your tit tats, you know, how you, you have this, you have that, you, um, your, uh, your navigations through who's right, who's wrong. Okay. And you figuring out, and Regan froze a little bit. You're, you froze a little bit, <laughs> Regan. Yeah. I went blank there for a minute. Yeah. And so as you're going through life and as you're managing life, remembering that when you've gone through a contract that you're figuring out who ha is top dog, that's where figuring out that nobody is top dog and you use that conversation towards that. You know what that like uh, an example would be if you're in a conversation and somebody's starting to say, I dare, you can say something like, you know what? I, I care deeply for us right now and I want to do better. So when you and I can both have a little bit more quiet minds, let's have a conversation about this. So it's not about, uh, not about necessarily who's top dog. Okay. So Quinn, you said, uh, resonating thank you very much for that okay so i'm going to show regan here what quinn because you're jumping in here so quinn okay said uh that so what i've been talking about is how we have contracts coming into this life and i started going into about how sometimes our goal, soul goes through some trauma either that's by physical touch or by um abuse or that kind of thing and so Quinn is new to us. She, thank you for um, for uh, checking in with us, and and this is nice. So she was saying that she's going through a difficult time, and that that you know, and this is what I'm getting with her. And then uh, the man I've been involved with for the past two years that she's been struggling with. Okay. Um. Uh, and then, so I asked for, since this is on air, I didn't want to be, have him be vulnerable. So I asked yeah. for the first initials. And then, uh, so she said resonating with that, that as we're going through life, and if you want to go into to this a little bit deeper, I would appreciate a private session with you. And you can go to my website, which is on the page here, um, angelicclarifications.com. And that can, I can help you through navigating a little bit deeper into your personal awareness of how to navigate your story and life is about shaking us up and moving us forward <laughs> i know regan you have gone through a lot of scenarios where where you struggled with what your soul contract has been right yeah well uh okay coming in at the tail end here did she uh, did Quinn uh, specify if it's, I mean, is it just normal relationship things or does it have to do with um, any kind of abuse at all? Or, is um, that, you know, because she, she didn't, yeah. Well, if it is, um, you know, because relationships are difficult, just to say the least, even in good relationships, uh, there's things that come along where you go through tough, tough times. And that's supposed, that's the way it's supposed to be. Uh, but it's um, if if things get out of bounds, if you go out of boundaries when you're trying to fix these things, like there's any type of emotional, physical, mental abuse, then uh, that puts it in a different category. And that's like a no, no. You know, so uh, if 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 that's any part of the equation, then she she needs to just maybe step aside and say, hey, look, unless you deal with these issues, we can't fix our relationship uh, if it's, you know, anything to do with that. Um, because that's just against, that's against the, uh, the boxing rules, you know, uh, in other words, there's rules in boxing where you can't hit below the belt, you know, you could, you mm -hmm. know, like two people fair fighting and it has to be that way. Um, 
but uh, a lot of times young people, especially men, sometimes they have a lot of times trouble dealing with emotions and it comes out sometimes as verbal, verbal, physical or emotional abuse. And they have to learn to deal with that if they're going to have a good relationship. You know, uh, now if it's just regular stuff she's going through where it's just tough where they're having trouble seeing eye to eye, um, then, you know, having a session with you would be really good because you can get right to the nitty gritty part of it and give her some. Mm -hmm. really good. So she said emotional and mental. And I, and I feel like I need to say something here. And it's not about you, Quinn. I just want to add this to the thought that many a times we're in a relationship and it's called mirroring. <laughs> relation you know like i can be going through something and or i don't want to look at something and my partner is mirroring that experience so that i can emotionally spiritually work on that experience so i'm going to give an example my husband who was working on self-love well guess what i had to work on was some self-love yeah. at the same time and so if you're if check into not to say i'm not calling anybody you know that you know like in my relationship when i when my husband was an alcoholic i was passive aggressive and even though i was spiritual doing the work it still came out because i'm human and so that's where sometimes i wasn't able to say something so it would come out in a backwards anger um, frustration. I didn't communicate well. I was short sometimes. I was very short and sometimes my, you know, well, why should I do that? You know, I was very short in my language, which would trigger him in his thing. So that turned out to be more emotional, mental abuse towards me because of my way that I said it. And it's not right or wrong. It's not. But when we're working on like my husband getting sober, I had to work on me getting out of alcoholism marriage as much as he had to work out of getting out of his alcoholic mind and so with that that as one does work the other one has to do the work if we want something to stop we have to do it ourselves and so it's one of those things so queen i i'm i'm hoping that i'm doing this with loving care with you because it not knowing more details it's hard to really get into the 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 wolving of it there's a you know um uh, she should watch it just came out and it was great it was just a great series I, I binge watched it over two days uh, it just came out on Amazon it's the number two one watch there and it's called made m-a-i-d and it's about this woman going through not physical abuse but going through emotional abuse and uh, it's uh, it's a very realistic way that they show that in the fact that this is a man who's basically good but he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions. So it comes out where he's very controlling and then emotional. And then it gets to where he doesn't hit her, but he smashes a wall right behind her mm -hmm. or, you know, that's an escalation, you know, of things. And it was, she had to decide, well, did she, she had a little three-year-old daughter and, you know, did she want to be around that? Because people don't realize that emotional abuse sometimes can turn into just as much of PTSD for women as physical abuse. Mm -hmm. Some of the women say, Hey, I'd rather he just hit me and get it over with than to do this emotional abuse. So exactly. Uh, and there's a, now I, I, uh, I went through three years of anger management myself uh, to this young lady here. Cause I used to have yelling and screaming and throwing things when I was in my twenties. And um, so when I finally went through it, I went, you know, cause I was a good man just, but I behaved badly. And I had to go through three years of going to a class every Thursday night for three hours to switch myself around. But it was life changing for me. So if he's young and he has these things, it's just going to it's not going to get any better unless he does some work on himself. It'll just continue. And it usually escalates. It usually starts because this is the way men are emotionally when they feel like they're losing control at all and they feel like they're not a man because they can't deal with things then they'll start with um they'll start with emotional abuse and then if if for some reason if what he does subtly uh doesn't get you back in line in a sense so he can feel okay about himself then it escalates to verbal abuse okay mm -hmm. and as long as when he's like yells or screams at you and you back off and you allow him to feel like okay he's got control again then he's okay but then if you as women eventually they just keep pushing and they're not going to take it anymore it escalates and escalates into physical abuse. Okay. 
because uh, men will do. I mean, these are even good men, but they can't handle this when they don't know what to do. And so it keeps escalating and escalating until they can go, oh, OK, now I'm back in charge again or I feel like a man again. You know, so um, if you're young in a relationship and it's doing that way, if you love each other, then you need to really have a quiet talk and sit down with each other and say, hey, look, this isn't working this way. I can tell you're having trouble dealing with your emotions. Would you be willing to get some help? You know, and I'm going to work on myself and you work yeah. on yourself. And then we can love each other because you don't have to necessarily always throw away that kind of relationship. But the guy's got to be willing to do some work because otherwise exactly. you're going in for a long, awful ride. Well, yeah. that's the thing is that a lot of us think that, that it's the other person's fault. But yeah. how many fingers are pointing back at us? And so that's the thing is, yeah. is that, that that's where it was so hard for me because it's like, oh, crap. I'm tired of always doing the one being the work because my husband having that alcoholism or, you know, and he also smoked pot. So he had also those two things that he wasn't able to do the work until he got sober. And then it was like, here, I'll hold up my hand and we'll walk together because it wasn't pointing the finger. It was saying we together need to do the work. And that was what was great. So yeah. What's written in the movie is that uh, they won't ruin it. Uh, for anybody watching because it's, it's it's got like 94 percent on rotten tomatoes i mean it's uh it's really really good very because it portrays it so um you know it's not like the guy is just an evil horrible person he's just a young man that doesn't know how to control this stuff and it's just not they're not going to have be able to have a relationship towards the end of there he finally gives up custody of the child because he realizes that he's being just like his mom was to him, you know, uh, mm -hmm. abusive and everything. And he doesn't want that to happen. So he gives up custody for a while and he's going to work on himself. You know, then maybe at a later time they can get back together, you know. And, and that's the thing is that I've noticed. And I, and I did about um, seven, eight sessions this weekend that, that what I saw was is the parents teaching the kids who turned into adults were, and the grandparents before that taught were, you know, children being taught, you know, they didn't know better to do better. They weren't taught better to do better. And I know for a lot of us and Regan, thank you for being who you are. Cause you are one of the few men that are actually dealing with their emotions. Most men have not been taught to say it's okay <clears throat> to cry. Yeah. They have not been taught to say, ouch, that hurt. Don't yell at me, you know, or please let's talk together. They say, uh, and they yell back because it hurts too much. That's what they've learned to do better. And as we work through life and walk through life, that many a times, you know, us women have to be kind to our men and teach them how to be more vulnerable enough yeah. to say, it's okay to cry. You know, just like when my husband's watching a sad movie, I'm like going, oh, thank you for crying because I didn't want to be the only one. Right. <laughs> you know, and so I don't do it in a way that says, haha, you're crying. I do it in a way that says it's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. And thank you for <sighs> being vulnerable. Now, there's another thing you can check out, too, that she could check out to her if her husband's uh, or boyfriend, I'm not sure if his husband or boyfriend is willing. His boyfriend, it sounds like. OK, um, there's something called. Uh, the um, Mankind Project, and they cover the United States pretty much now in different areas. It's called the Mankind Project, and it's to start to help us men who have not been trained on how we really need to act in society to go through. They call it new warrior training, and uh, they they uncover, they have a way, it's just amazing, they have a way of uncovering a lot of the insecurities of men. But if he goes there, he sees these other men. He's going to want to be like them because they are like, they are like um, what I call a ninja warriors. <laughs> In other words, they can cry, they can, but they can pull out the sword when they need to. You know, mm -hmm. they're real men. They're real men, and they've had to learn to do that. They've had to learn to give up this. Hey, us men have to be perfect. We have to have an answer for everything. You know, we have to be able to fix everything. We can't show our emotions. You know. Throw and, that out the window. Yeah, and <laughs> they say, well, how's that working for you so far? And it's not working very good for us guys. So no. we have to learn to be vulnerable and uh, and that. So he doesn't have to. He could be a really good man. I mean, there must be something that she's attracted to in the first place or she wouldn't be with him. Uh, but, you know, a lot of us guys need work. And, you know, 
If a lot of us girls need work. Right. So it's kind of a combination of, of, of checking in with yourself because there could be some things that she's doing that where she needs to work on that's causing him angst anyway, but then he doesn't know how to handle that angst that he gets from her, her behavior, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, both you, you can only work on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that the amazing thing is you can only yeah. really truly fix yourself and fixing doesn't mean that it's perfect. I always say um, practice to do better. Yeah, practice, you know, to, practice do to do better. And <laughs> that doesn't mean that you're always going to be perfect. I mean, there's times when I'm not perfect. And yet at the same time, though, I say, OK, can I do better next time? And I practice doing that better next time by kind of going, OK, so this is what happened this last time. And then this is the conversation we had. And this is how it went. How can I have changed some of my wording? And many times it's not what we're saying. It's how we're saying it. Yeah. I had a client one time and uh, she uh, met this guy at a, it was a, a training thing at a, at a place where people that were going to become dental assistants and they had to go to this one town. They all stayed in a motel place for a while for the training. And she got to know this guy. And anyway, on the second date, he asked her to marry him and she said, yeah. <laughs> so um she didn't really get to know him or anything, but I had taught, she'd had other abusive relationships before. So we were working on her getting a healthy one. I said, well, you know, I, I mean, it's, we can't tell our clients what to do, you know, but she no. decided to get married to this guy. He seemed like a nice guy and everything. I was even invited to the wedding and he was there in his military garb, you know, and uh, looked really nice. Everything was great. Well, <clears throat> the next session I had with her was like two weeks later because on the honeymoon night, as they're making love for the first time, he looks over and sees her phone and he goes over and looks at her phone. He goes, Oh, there's a, there, there's, who's this guy named so-and-so? Oh, who's this guy? And he was deleting every man on her phone. Oh, geez. while they were making love. And at that moment, because of some of the training, gave her, she pushed him off her and she ended up getting a divorce from him, you know, because he said, I can't wait to get you all to myself in the, where we're going to this one town because it'll just be me and you and nobody else, you know. But oh, he has geez. to that side. Oh, those are those little flags. Oh, that is say, been there, done that, not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, now she's happily married to a really good guy, uh, has two children from him. And um, it was, she always says, I should have listened to you, but, you know, I thought I was in love at the moment. And she didn't really get to know the guy and to see that he was that controlling, you know, mm -hmm. and abusive. And there's just... I know with clients I have, you know, I, I, I'm usually helping women pick up the pieces with the PTSD that they have after relationships that really went sideways, you know. But again, if he loves you and you love him, then you need to have this talk, maybe go to a little counseling or something together, mm -hmm. holding hands and say, let's work on each other. I'm going to try, you know, he can say, I'm going to try to, because I feel so bad when I treat you that way, which they do afterwards because they do. You know, they really generally feel bad, but they program themselves to behave a certain way. Yeah. And, and unless they make that change in their subconscious, it's just going to keep happening, you know. Exactly. So you it, it, it's a dance. It's the dance of the soul when we're doing this kind yeah. of work. And, boy, you know, my love goes to you, Quinn, you know, going through this scenario because there is no straight line through this. No. There definitely is no straight line. And as we work through our life and walk through our life, there's going to be things that challenge us. And that's one thing that I notice. Every time a relationship comes into my life, there's something that presents that is for me to, to navigate through, to, I don't want to say, I'm getting tired of saying work on, to, to look at, to experience for my soul to grow into its greater self. Yeah. And that could be male, female, dog, cat, <laughs> you know, teachers or supervisors. Uh, that can be, uh, you know, you know, uh, mother-in-laws or almost mother-in-laws or, or father-in-law. You know, there's something that a relationship comes into that helps me grow into my greater self. And if we look at that as a relationship process, that these people are in our lives to help us grow, help us change. Yeah. Cause I know for me and Regan, even in our relationship, we haven't met yet physically. We've only done this for just over a year yeah. through yeah. virtual, 
but yet I've learned so much from him. And he says that you've learned so much from me, oh, yeah. but that's, that's part of a relationship. Yeah. We're all here to help everybody, everybody else walk home again. Uh, so Quinn, that was her name, right? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, her picture looked like she's like early twenties or something like that, or mid twenties. And that's the real, that's the time when, when <sighs> all of your, when you get in a relationship, that's when all of your imperfections are going to come forward. Mm -hmm. And hit. so again, it has to get down to love and you both have to, you know, to, to uh, work on yourselves. Uh, also that mankind project has one, a thing for women too. It's called women within. And it's a separate thing that they have to help women deal with issues uh, growing up. You know, usually it's from mom, you know, a mom issues or dad issues, things like that. Uh, things that, that, that they bring into relationship that makes things difficult sometimes, you know? So we, you know, we all need to work on ourselves. but <clears throat> um, Natasha, you'd be, I just get this feeling you would be perfect for, for helping her. She, thank uh, you. And Quinn, she's very, she's very reasonable. <laughs> uh, tell you. And she just loves to help you. She's me in my seventies here. I can't tell you how much Natasha has helped me just in this last year. And uh, she just made a total uh, believer in me. Um, well, thank you. you. You have this good insight, Natasha. It's just really, really good. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Well, my my intention is always to leave people better than I found them. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, and, you know, the, and I do that with love. So, yeah. And it's good that, Qu see, Quinn, a lot of uh, young ladies like this, they're not smart enough to reach out for help until they're in their 30s, 40s. I would say more in their 40s, 50s or 60s when they've gone through you know, so much, but Quinn must have a little bit of an advance on some women that she's willing to um, reach out a little bit. And yeah. Instead of just being by herself, because there is help out there, you know, good therapist would be good for her to go to, to someone she could talk to and would help her, you know, because maybe, I mean, one thing that's happening right now that Quinn's starting to learn is about boundaries. In mm -hmm. other words, if his behavior is bad, she has to learn to say, you know, Hey, enough is enough you can't treat me this way you can't talk to me this way you can't behave this way around me you know um and that's so hard for young women sometimes because the guy tries to make it seem like it's all their fault all the time and yes. it's a little bit of both you know it's not like you know relieving quinn that maybe she has some issues too that provoke some of this stuff but still there's no reason that you can't uh handle no matter how serious your issues are with each other to handle it in a loving way you know, mm -hmm. not in an abusive way. Well, I, and, and to me living with an alcohol. No, I just celebrated my 30th oh, year wow. with my husband and he's only been sober nine years. Yeah. So with that, that I lived a lot of years and I say to people, I really understand why some people, male, female stay in relationships longer than they should. It just starts happening where you just start getting the erosion of this doesn't feel right. That that feeling just kind of goes, well, that wasn't as bad as last time, <laughs> you know, or you make these other excuses of why things are happening. And and until really you get your head above water, you don't really truly understand what's going on in some of these relationships. And that's where checking in and getting perspectives and and navigating through life that I know there's previous shows that, that you and I, Regan, have done and then shows that I've done on Wednesday about being triggered and about how yeah. with self-love and, and many things like that that help people come out because I've lived it myself. You know, how can we get out of what we thought was right Kind of like when my husband blew over the legal limit and all those years, I thought he was just buzzed, yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was so normal. Yeah. But I found out that he was truly flat out drunk. Yeah. So in my perspective, I made it kind of doable because I didn't want to, I was like, how can I leave? How can I leave my kids with a drunk on the weekends? Yeah. You know? And so that's why I kind of stayed too personally, but well, it's, it's, it is hard. I have so many of my clients are women, like I say, in their fifties and sixties, and they're just now learning how to set the boundaries, you know, and, and they feel so good when they're able to do that, yes. when they're able to not allow people to abuse them anymore, you know, and the power that that gives them. And we're in this new era right now, of women taking their power back, you know, that men have squashed down all these years. And, um, she's in that, that young, you know, um, would she be a millennial like in her 
Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. And that's yeah. where I kind of was saying that it's not about being powerful. It's not about the mind knowing what to do. It's about being empowered, walking with your soul, walking with your with your with your internal knowings, with your with your this gut feeling that it feels right or it doesn't feel right. That that inner calling that we have, yeah. that, that empowerment to, to speak. And and Regan, right now, you're very empowered in your life. And I know that I've been witness to being very empowered in my life, but it doesn't mean that we're any less kind or any less vulnerable or any less than what we are. Yeah. So um, Quinn should watch, I think she has uh, Netflix. It's not, I, I didn't mean Amazon, I think it's the last one, but it's Netflix. So number two, watch thing just called Made, M-A-I-D. It'll be on the yeah. And And she said that she was going to check it out. So. Yeah. 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 And see if that, you know, it's just, uh, it's just don't, if things, if you don't do something, things are just going to keep escalating and getting worse. Yeah. So like nothing changes unless something changes. Yeah, exactly. And that's the whole trick in life is yeah. that there's so many people with depression and things like that. Or I, like I talked to a couple of people cause I do fun. I, I, um, also have a feng shui part of my business and and you know i always say change your environment change your world because even if you there's so many people that feel like they they got stuff everywhere and i said just even if you come home with a bag put those that bag away before adding it to the piles of bags yeah and then and when you're walking by another bag pick that bag up and put that stuff away and be done for the day but start the process of changing your environment it does change your world right yeah and nothing like doing it when you're young instead of waiting until you're older you know <laughs> exactly. you can have a lot more years of a, of a happier life you know and, and i was um i forget who i was what i oh it must have, we're going to the mill, mill valley film festival we've seen five movies in the last three days got another one tonight and then i have seven more over the next four days to see and um uh, they, they, they seem to have a trend this year of its people uh, finding themselves, no matter whether they're middle-aged or some people don't find themselves till they're late, you know, mm -hmm. and how <clears throat> being happy is a choice we make. In other words, people that have adversity and everything in their lives and they think, well, I have adversity, so therefore I am not a happy person because how could a happy person have adversity in their life? But everybody has adversity and it's how you handle that adversity that, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the bad things going on in your life. You can choose in the middle of a tornado. You can choose to be happy. And, exactly. You know, and it's it's uh, people go, no, I don't have a choice. Well, you do have a choice, you know, um, you know, like you, you get a, a flat tire on the way to an important event. You know, you can sit there and kick in the car and yelling and screaming and and telling god you hate them and blah blah how dare you i needed to get to this important event or you can just take a breath you know and go okay god I, there must be a reason i got the flat tire here let me let me uh, walk the mile or two i have to go in get you know do what i have to do and enjoy and people do that you know mm -hmm. so because i wondered like if someone asked me even with all the adversity that i've had are you a happy person i go yeah it, you know yeah, i have trouble things happen all the time but i'm still happy with within that didn't used to be that way all the time, but um, now you just, and, and when you do that to your mind, you're all of a sudden your blood pressure goes down. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Your, your body's healthier. You, mm -hmm. you, you just feel good. And you, you know, even in the midst of things falling apart, you know, exactly. And if you, if you're ha struggling with happiness, I know for me, when my, when things were pretty thick, <laughs> you know, my parents were passing and, you know, I had an alcoholic husband and, and it was struggling to be a mom that I was going through a part where life was not making me happy or could I be happy inside myself? So sometimes I would turn on music and just dance because that's my happy spot. Yeah. So I would do something that was a happy spot to create some kind of joyful feeling in me. And that helped me to find some happiness in other places in my life because once you tr start triggering that that inner glow <laughs> it doesn't want to stop and so it's just at you know just get it triggered somehow to get it moving yeah life is life can get 
life is serious if we make it serious. Yeah. You know, I, I love that story about how you got, um, you were heading over the pass in the middle of the night and you uh -huh. got a, what was it, a flat tire? Or no, your radiator went out, I think it was. It was well, like it depends on which time you mean. <laughs> but then but you, but then well, you, there, you. Yeah, there was, actually, were, I had a string of, you know, flat tire in the middle of the Arizona desert. And just as I, just as I had it though, and I look up ahead and about a, a mile up ahead was, was the only surf station for like 60 miles. So I was able <laughs> to limp it up to there. And then just as I did that, a tow truck saw that I had this problem because it was a big van I was driving and I, I, you know, I could have never changed the tire myself. He just came, oh, you need something. He lifted it right up, helped me change the tire, didn't even charge me a dime, you know, <laughs> and then I was back on. And that's because I was like, okay, you know, must be for a reason. I didn't get mad or anything, you know. And then later that night, the U-joints started going out uh, on the van. And so uh, I, I pulled the service station at 11 o'clock at night and I go on, it was getting so noisy. I didn't want to get stuck out in the middle of nowhere again. And the guy there says, well, hey, they're, they're three blocks over here. This guy works late sometime. So I went over there and the guy was working late and he came out and, and he saw what it was. And he says, look, they're, they're going bad, but I'm going to grease them up real good. And it should get you to El Paso by morning and, and you'll be there in time for a shop to open up. It can help you. So I went there and just as I was just as I was pulling in this garage at 705 or something, a guy was raising this thing up. <laughs> and he just happened to have the U-joints that were for a 1976 old truck sitting there, you know. So he came out and replaced it. It didn't. It took him about forty-five minutes to replace it. Um, and then I get to just as I get to um, Texas, where this event was that I had this truck full of stuff for. Uh, the uh, head gaskets blew on the engine, so it just I was dead in the water. So I uh, I had to have it towed for a few miles over to this place, and then he rebuilt the whole engine for me in the ten days that I was there. He finished it just just the, you know a few hours before i was ready to need it again so then I, you know i got that fixed it was like 600 700 something like that you know uh and then and then I, just as i get back to phoenix my carburetor blew and my my uh father-in-law happened to live there my ex-father-in-law happened to live there so i called him he says well come over have dinner for us i got a friend of mine he he'll fix it for you so anyway a friend of his fixed my carburetor put on a new one for me on sunday afternoon as I had dinner, was on my way. And then, and each one of these times when this happens, I'm just, I'm thanking the universe. I say, well, my gosh, this thing is happening to me, which is considered to be a bad thing in my life. But because I'm so in tune, I know with my higher self, with this other, it was making the problem uh, less painful because there was always someone there to help me, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then uh, that wasn't, you know, and then I'm almost back to Sacramento and the whole engine blew and that the pistons went right out the bottom of the motor, right on the freeway and all the oil went out. And I was just, it was like a dead horse. I mean, Oh, geez. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, when rods go, you're, you're, you're cooked. <laughs> and then I looked directly to my left and up there was a bunch of vans, just like mine. The only place probably within 600 miles. And that guy there, uh, came over and towed me over there and he was able to put a new engine in for me. So, you know, what could have been horrible where we could be stuck for hours and or days out in the middle of nowhere, it all kind of worked out. So it's, it's, again, it's, that really taught me then about how my attitude about things, mm -hmm. uh, makes a difficult, oh, it makes a huge work. difference. Yeah. I always say what magic can happen now, what magic can happen now? <laughs> Yeah. Kind of like when we were at Christmas Eve down at the airport in Florida. Um, I had this, the, was there eight of us with my whole family, with our whole family there. And the car that I rented two months before, there was no cars left. And I said, okay, what can we do now? What can we do now? Please, I called to anybody who can help. Please bring us to this point where we can do. What's the next magic that can happen? What can ha happen next? And I just kind of scanned the the front. We went back to the airport and we scanned all the the um, the car places. And this one gentleman, it was almost like a golden light came around him, but not quite. But he just kind of stood up. I said to my husband, "Go over there, check him out. I'll stay in this line, but you go check him out." 
he ended up having the truck that we, the vehicle that we needed. He gave us a cheaper price <laughs> and we, we were on our way and, and it sat all of us, you know, the car, I mean, it was hard to do all the luggage that we had, yeah. but yet we were all willing to navigate it. And it was just, that's the thing is what magic can happen in my life next. Yeah. And when we do that, Oh, perspective changes a lot. And it's amazing how the synchronicity it allows synchronicity to come in. And yeah. even though bad things happen, that's called life. But really, are they that bad? You know, and I'm I'm you know, I'm grateful you had the money to manage all this, you know, but you know, it's kind of like you get a bunch of money and then the then the radiator or the the hot water tank goes. But yet at least you had that money to help out with that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, type of thing. So I'm, so I'm thinking with Quinn, it's something's happening in your life now, and the, the angels or whatever around here are saying it's time for you to look at things and a little to different some sort of change here. Mm -hmm. You know, so and you know, you want to do it in a positive, loving way. Uh, and I think her having a session with you would do wonders for her. And then Quinn, if you're still watching now, um, dog ear or or go to visit the afterlife and then save it as on your computer something for the future. And um, because uh, Natasha can in, can introduce you to your guide and who's watching or something. And then later on, I can help you actually uh, see your guide face to face. And you can ask a bunch of questions about your life on the other side. So between the two of us, we could we could help you as you progress and as you get a bit older and start working on things. But bless you for uh, reaching out for help. Oh, yes. Yes. My love. That's that's what <laughs> may the love of the universe touch your relationship and you so that you can see the bigger wow. picture of what is this waking up in you to to find a balance, more of a greater balance for you at the age that you're at in the part in the moment that you're in. And, and I'm going to say that to anybody that's yeah. watching later or now that that as we go through life and manage our life, that things are happening for us. Oh, this COVID thing, it's about waking up. <clears throat> yeah. It's about waking up. And sometimes we want to stick with the truths that we had before. You know, the truths of our parents, the truths of reality, the truths of uh, the reality is changing. So what can we add to our truths? You know, yeah. it's kind of like updating. Now I, I turned on my computer and and now we have Windows 11. Well, do I want to have Windows 11 or do I just opt up for just updating the, the little updates? Right now, technology-wise, I think I want to stick with the number 10 because I'm still able to manage that with my disk, the way that my brain works. Yeah. <laughs> number yeah. 10 does me well. <laughs> I don't know how much changes there are, how much better it's supposed to be. So I got to figure that out too. Exactly. But there again is checking in with the truce of what this new update wants to do for us. And we can take a little bit and we can take a little bit. And then we kind of say, yeah, that doesn't work for me at this time. Yeah. And, you know, I might say next week 11 would work out great for me, but it's still not. Yeah, I got to figure that out too. Yeah, it, it, but that's called the reality of life. Is That's why I tell people when we're, when I'm in session with them, it's like, okay, if a new truth comes along, put it in your back pocket, carry it around for a little while to see if it works out better for you. <laughs> yeah. So it's one of those things. Well, thank you, Quinn, for and anybody who comments. This has been a blessing. And, and I know, Regan, this was, you came in on a tornado, a whirlwind, trying to get one thing done and another. And, yeah. and I so appreciate you honoring this time for us. I, and yeah. I'm sorry it, it didn't work out the way you wanted it to, but it worked out perfectly. More so. money. I just have to bite the bullet. He, uh, was supposed to be a half an hour little fix. He found something that was obviously a little bit wrong, but when we paired that, it didn't fix what the problem was to begin with. So that's $180 just for that. And then now I found out some other things, another, another two, 300 bucks I'm going to have to spend. So, you know, <clears throat> but it's got to be done. Yeah. Mercury and retrograde is not a good time to get your car work done. <laughs> no. But you, when you have to, you have to. Uh, so we'll, yeah, Regan and I, you and I can talk about that a little bit after yeah. this. <laughs> so we're at our five o'clock, sadly, yeah. and I'm so grateful that that we have the interaction to help people. And thank you, Regan, for being here with me. Oh, this welcome. this is a this is a gift that you know I know I'm learning on the the selfish side, but I'm hoping that others can be helped 
in this scenario of who we are. I know. And I don't think it was an accident that Quinn somehow found us today. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I just feel she's got really good, you know, she's got a real sweet energy there. She does. Mm-hmm. She really does. I, I feel like that that there's some some deep struggles there and nothing that I wanted to put on on air, but some deep struggles yeah. of of what she's her reality is trying to teach her. Yeah. And uh, it, it's amazing. And, and Veronica, Veronica, thank you, Veronica, for for stepping in here. So thank you both. And, and we're, we're, we're we're grateful for you, too. Um, yeah. So, Regan, how do people get a hold of you? <clears throat> they get a hold of me at visittheafterlife.com. Very simple. Uh, a lot of nice videos on there. You can actually see a, a young lady going through a life between life session. Um, <clears throat> what we do at the Newton Institute, just to give you the short of it, is we have a process we've discovered that allows anybody to visit the place we all go in between lives. Um, you get experience a past life and then you turn around. There's a guide or an angel there. We start communicating with them they, and you get to have like a two hour tour, uh, hour and a half, two hour tour of the other side. And uh, there's just all kinds of fun, fun stuff <coughs> Excuse me, that you could do on the other side. Um, we've done it with about 65,000 people now. So we pretty much got to have it down as far as the routine. And it's about 90 percent successful with anybody that wants to visit the other side. And what about you, Natasha? Well, they can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I am here to really help someone go through their life struggles, grief, shame, traumas, whatever it is. I also, on my website, have a feng shui page, which is about changing your environment to change your world. Many of us in our relationship corners, for example, might have um, uh, swords and sometimes guns in our corner and it's like well what do you expect of your relationship to be like if you have a a gun in your relationship (laughs) so you know it's just one of those things that that when we change our environment we change our world when we change our emotions and 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 get a perspective it does help us move forward so know that love is with you and if you want to go on to my facebook page natasha venter uh uh angelic clarifications on facebook i do inspirational quotes and videos and definitely on my youtube page i have i have a lot of different videos there so blessings for you with you in your new journey and know that no matter what happens in your life that you're loved and that you have guides helping you. You have support helping you. Just like Regan was talking about how things just kind of fell into place. That's how our guides yeah. help us. If we choose to believe in the magic that can happen. Definitely happen. Blessings to you. We are here every Monday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. I'm also on Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time. And this time I'm going to have a guest on. Um Brian Trainer, he um, helped me do uh, my uh, laugh tech about speaking, and uh, it's kind of like Toastmasters. And he also does um, some web design and stuff like that. But he's just a tremendous man who's gone through some scenarios that it's just interesting to have a conversation with him. Yeah. But pretty soon I'm going to bring a guest on this show because you've been bringing all the guests on this show. <laughs> it's time well, for me to bring on a guest. <laughs> Yeah, we had a couple of nice ones today, so that's really great. Yes. It's good good when we can, you know, do whatever we can to help somebody. So Yes, exactly, exactly. Blessings to all, and have a wonderful... See you next week. See you next week. Bye now.